Today I have three stories around artificial intelligence being used to scam people or create fake documents and how you can avoid these scams yourself. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the most interesting stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who like to keep themselves informed and educated about the latest developments from around the world. I'm Miles Dillon and I believe that AI is going to have a positive impact on our lives, but those people who continually learn and adapt to the changes it brings will be the ones who benefit the most. Let's get into it for this week. A multinational company in Hong Kong has suffered the first of its kind, or at least the first reported of its kind, huge financial loss due to a deep fake scam. The company has lost 25 million US dollars. The scam involved a digitally recreated version of the company's chief financial officer and other employees who appeared in a video conference call and instructed an employee to transfer these funds. Now, the way this works, it's reported, there's not loads of details about this from what I understand, is a junior account manager is working in Hong Kong, received an email from the CFO, and the email said, please transfer this money to this account. Thank you so much, and please don't tell too many people about it. It was kind of sounded a bit scammy. So the junior account manager emailed back and said, is, is this definitely real? Like, you sure you want me to do this? Um, and the CFO replied saying, no problem, let's jump on a call and we'll sort the details and I'll explain a bit more. So then a video call comes on, I'm guessing on Zoom or Teams or something. And in the video call is the CFO, a couple of other employees, it doesn't say who that is, and also the junior account manager is on the call, obviously. So they have a conversation for three or four minutes about the transactions and why they don't want to tell everyone about it. And the junior account manager, while he's on the call, completes the transaction and sends the money and in his defense no one's really blaming him massively because he's looking at the cfo and also some of his other colleagues are on the call it looks like the cfo it sounds like the cfo he's received an email from the cfo that would be unbelievably convincing it's not that hard to recreate these things if you listen to some of my other podcasts you'll see me talking about this and hear me talking about this so he does this sends the money and a few weeks later they someone sees the money going out and they're like what's this speaks to him and he says well i was on a call with these people and yeah i mean they've even pulled up the phone call and they're able to look at it because the phone call was recorded or the video call was recorded and that is how they lost this huge amount of money now this is the first of its kind in this arena i'm sure small amounts of money have been lost before but this is the first time such a large amount of money has happened to a huge multinational company and i don't think this is going to be the last time we hear about it um, the Hong Kong police are investigating. No one's been arrested yet, but I'm sure as time goes on and they reveal who it is, we'll find out more about this case. Only Fake is a website that allows users to enter personal data, upload a photo and select an AI generated signature to generate fake IDs, passports, driving licenses, age licenses, national IDs from all different countries around the world and all different states across America. The service claims it can produce up to 20,000 documents per day, including hundreds. If you want to do hundreds of fake IDs, you can upload an Excel table and it will create hundreds of fake IDs all in the same time. Don't ask me. I have no idea why a website like this is even legal. It's kind of not even that exciting that it's possible i don't even know how this is even really news other than it's like terrible news that now ai is creating fake ids i don't know why this doesn't just get shut down by google it's obviously not good but it is good to know about that it's possible to do so some of the implications of this are 
Um, I mean, there are already websites where you can just create a fake face for somebody, right? And you can create a whole identification around yourself. So you can create an address for yourself, a face for a different person, upload it to this website and create a fake ID. Now, the way this can be used nefariously would be, for example, you create this fake ID, you have a fake passport and a fake driving license, you create an ID on Airbnb or another booking site, then you're able to book a house um, for, for, for whatever reason. And then if you trash that place or you don't pay for something in the house, then you just leave and you don't actually exist. The other things are, you know, setting up an email account, setting up a bank account, getting a new driving license, hiring a car. I've even seen some people saying that it can be used to impersonate individuals so that they can then hack into a driverless vehicle and be, use that as a weapon. I mean, there's so many reasons why this shouldn't be allowed. I do not understand why this website just doesn't get shut down. Or at least, you know, people will still find ways to do it, but at least make it difficult for people to do it. But this is just another example of how AI is being used to do scammy type things, just to get to the bit where I'm going to tell you about how to avoid getting scammed by these things. One of the main things this website will be used for, I would have definitely tried to use this when I was younger to try and make myself look older than I am and get a fake ID to say I was 18 so I could go to a club or, you know, do those things. But I imagine there'll be a lot of teenagers getting really excited about this website. A woman called Jane in the state of Massachusetts, is that state? or the place Massachusetts, um, has lost $48,000, this is only a couple of weeks ago, to a voice scam. Jane something, I can't see her surname, received a distressing phone call from someone who sounded exactly like her nephew, Mike. The caller pretended to be the nephew, claiming to be in serious legal trouble and urgently needed $48,000 for bail and legal fees. She was obviously worried about her nephew. She agreed to help. The scammer provided her with his specific instructions of how to transfer the funds and reassured her that it was just temporary. It was a big misunderstanding. He got into trouble with the police. He had done something a little bit wrong, but he's, you know, I don't know what the what the whole thing was, but it sounded just like her nephew. And I watched a video of her ulterior explaining the whole thing. And she's saying it sounded just like him, even the intonation of his voice and him sounding distressed sounded like her nephew being distressed. So she then transferred money to three different accounts i mean at some point you've got to start thinking why am i doing it to these three different accounts but in that situation you're so worried and scared you hear stories about people being scammed all the time in the traditional ways the ways where it's like a prince from some developing nation that you've never heard of or vaguely heard of and he says i'm a prince if you send me this much money or get me to come to your country and then i'll send you 38 million dollars or whatever in whatever currency it's from that place those sort of scams have been around for ages. You know, oh, I'm in serious medical need. Please send me some money. Like those scams have been around for ages. If you couple that with it sounding like one of your family members. I heard another story recently where the mother of a daughter um, had a distressing call from her daughter, heard her daughter really worried and screaming and saying, I've done something wrong. Some bad guys have taken me. I'm in trouble. Please help. Then the voice, the phone goes on to a sort of kidnapper guy and he says I'm going to do awful things to your daughter if you don't send some money and then it goes back to the daughter and the daughter saying please mom please send it please oh my gosh mom he's coming near me and can you imagine how distressing that would be for a parent then that that story actually didn't end up in the money being transferred but because she called the police straight away and the police figured out that it wasn't real da, da, da. but you can imagine the voice of your actual child speaking is going to cause you to act in a way which isn't looking at all of the facts or thinking critically about the situation. So 
this woman lost that money and it was only you know the next day when she spoke to her nephew again when she realized he had no idea what she was talking about and the money was completely gone to western union accounts never to be recovered again Okay, so how do we avoid these scams? How do we safeguard ourselves? Now, there have been some little technology things that you can buy to give to your family members or within a company. There are now other businesses that offer protection things, you know, two-step verification stuff before payments are made. But the simplest way, the easiest way is to have an offline cold password between you and your family members. This also works in a business context as well. If you are the finance team of an organization you go for a walk in a windy place or outside where there's no you leave your phones in the office you go for a walk with your family or your colleagues and for me example we should go for a walk with my mum and dad my sisters my children you know everybody's together no one's got their phones with them so there's no way anyone can hack anything you completely remove the opportunity for anyone to hear you and you say to each other if anyone in this family needs money, if anyone in this family gets into trouble in the next 10 years or however many years and they call up, email, ask him to send some money for any reason, all you do is you ask them, no problem, I can hear you're in distress, what's the password, what's the family password and then you make up one that only you guys know and it could be Mr Bobby goes for a walk and then you say, okay, no worries, it's obviously you so then you know same with the finance team if you're the finance director of an organization you should go for a little walk with all your colleagues people who work for you and decide on a password that you have between each other every time you make transfers over twenty thousand dollars ten thousand dollars whatever becomes a large amount for you there's always a password and you never email it you just say it in so if it's a zoom call so that zoom call for example that i reported on at the start you would have to rotate the password. So anytime there's a transaction over 20 mil, you need to have a new password. So you could write out a list of passwords, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on paper. That will be fine because it's, you know, you're going to use those passwords and cross them off. So I have a password. The junior account manager has a password, for example, and the um, senior CFO has the list of passwords as well. And you say, please transfer $20 million to this account. You say, okay, can you tell me what password one is on the cold written list? And you say, yep, password one is this. Okay, no worries. Cross that password off. Then, you know, a few weeks later, next time you need to do that. Can you see, it has to be cold. It has to be offline. It has to be done away from electronic devices so that you can have a guaranteed reliable password that nobody, no scammer is able to access ever. And that is the way that you can protect yourself from these scams. Aside from now, you knowing about these scams means that you're much, much, much less likely to fall prey to them. Hey, thank you for listening. I hope you found this helpful. I hope it avoids anybody getting into a scam. Please share it with some people you think that might find it useful and I'll see you next week. Bye.